When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Other Side of Midnight. 77 Local Spotlight. Good morning, everyone. This is The Other Side of Midnight on 77 WABC. I'm Frank Moreno. I am vaccinated. I was one of the first people to get vaccinated as soon as I was eligible. And I think it's a great thing that uh, President Trump spearheaded Operation Warp Speed to allow one of the fastest developments of a vaccine in history. And I think it's part of what helped beat back the COVID pandemic. However, I recognize that there are a lot of people in this country, in this city, and in this state that chose to make a different choice. And I think it's crazy that anyone would lose their job because they choose to make a different choice for their own health. Well, now there might be some good news if you lost your job due to your refusal to get vaccinated. Members of the New York City Council are set to introduce legislation to rehire employees who were fired for non-compliance with the city's COVID-19 vaccine mandate. According to a press release, the Common Sense Caucus of the City Council is announcing their resolution at 12.30 this afternoon during a press conference on the steps of City Hall. Caucus members will be joined by employees affected by the city's COVID-19 vaccination requirement, as well as representatives from activist organizations, Teachers for Choice and Bravest for Choice. You see, these COVID-19 vaccine Vaccine mandates were first introduced for New York City employees in the fall of 2021. The New York Times reported at the time that teachers and Department of Education employees were subject to mandatory vaccination as of September 27th, 2021, along with firefighters and police in November of 2021. Mayor Adams, to his credit, rescinded the policy effective February 8th, 2023, a year ago. Despite that, many municipal employees have not been allowed back to work and remain in limbo while three federal lawsuits make their way through the Second Circuit Court of Appeals. This is insane. I applaud the members of the Common Sense Caucus for doing this, and I think it's absolutely outrageous that our city went so far as to treat public servants who made a certain decision about their health as second-class citizens. Good luck to the Common Sense Caucus. Beam me up! To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. Local Spotlight. Good morrow, everyone. This is The Other Side of Midnight. I'm superstar Frank Morano. Well, police officers seized the guns of a New Jersey man during a mental health crisis five years ago, and now he wants them back. Interesting story in NJ Advanced Media. See, the man had been drinking heavily. His wife worried that he was suicidal, and the emergency room nurse didn't want to release him unless he temporarily surrendered his guns. That's according to court records. That was in 2018. He never got them back, and more than five years later, a New Jersey appeals court held that police 
lack the authority to indefinitely seize a person's firearms and auction them off in such cases. The Wyckoff man, who has not been identified because the case involves sealed health records, is going to get a hearing next month to determine what happens to the guns. New Jersey has among the strictest gun control laws in the nation and one of the lowest rates of gun deaths. But this decision on Monday is at least the second in less than a year in which New Jersey courts found police and prosecutors overstepped their authority in seizing someone's weapons. I have to tell you, I'm no gun fetishist at all. I respect the Second Amendment just as I respect all of the liberties guaranteed to us in the Bill of Rights. I do think this man has a case. Why did he never get these guns back? They're not allowed to take your guns away absent some sort of a criminal disposition or some compelling reason that that they don't get to just keep your guns. I find this case to be a tremendous infringement upon this man's civil liberties. And if he needs to be institutionalized because he's unstable, so be it. If they determine that he's so mentally unstable and such a danger to himself or someone else that they need to take his guns away, then they have to pay him for the guns. You don't get to just take someone's guns away without any sort of payment or explanation and no sort of criminal conviction, not even charges. I think this is potentially very dangerous if this decision is allowed to stand. Beam me up! To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. 77 Local Spotlight. This week, Mayor Eric Adams headed up to Albany for what they call Tin Cup Day. It's where the mayor begs the state legislature for money or for whatever his big initiatives are. He spent a big portion of the time that he was up there lobbying for more money for migrants. He wants the state to shoulder 50% of the costs that the city is facing for the services to migrants and the governor and other legislative leaders said that is not going to happen. Now, if you're a taxpayer, you're paying it one way or another as a state taxpayer or a city taxpayer. But let's put that aside for a moment. The other big wish on the mayor's list is extending mayoral control for four years. See, 21 years ago, before Bloomberg took over, I guess it was 22 years ago, you had the Board of Education and Community School Boards, and most people will admit that it was a total disaster. Mayor Bloomberg said, give me the power to appoint a school's chancellor, give me direct control of the schools, and then if those test scores aren't up, hold me accountable. And I was pretty convinced by that. And the mayor wants an extension. He says he's doing a good job and deserves one. So why take that away from the success that that we're having? We can't go back. Too much is at stake. We can't go back to 50% graduation rates. We have 80% graduation rates, and we are moving even better. couple of things here. One, I am not convinced of the kind of numbers that the mayor is talking about here. I know you can make statistics say anything you want. I see schools in New York City in total disarray. Now, I do like Chancellor Banks. I do think he's made some strides in the right direction, and I wouldn't object to him having an extension of mayoral control. What I don't understand 
is why this has to be part of the budget. Right now, the state legislature is negotiating and getting ready to vote on a state budget. And Mayor Adams is trying to get mayoral control put in the state budget itself. I have long said that the state budget should not be an omnibus catch-all policy document as it's become over the last 20 years. It should be about funding state operations. Let's have a vote on the budget itself that doesn't include all these public policy areas. And then let's have a fair look at mayoral control and whether it should be extended and if so, for how long. And if not, let's look at alternatives. Maybe the community school boards weren't so bad. In my area, they were actually very well run. I recognize that wasn't the case for the rest of the city. But I don't think this needs to be in the budget. And I think the mayor is guilty of exaggerating the level of potential crisis here. Beam me up. To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. 77 Local Spotlight. We've been talking to you a lot about No Labels, the entity that's running a third-party ticket uh, to offer voters an alternative to Joe Biden and Donald Trump. And apparently they're planning on nominating a Republican for one part of the ticket president and then a democrat for the other part of the ticket vice president but it could be flipped might be a republican at the top or democrat at the top or vice versa chris christie who i ascribe very little credibility to who was a terrible governor of new jersey is now saying a guy that totally dismissed no labels and said emphatically that he wouldn't run as the no label ticket He did an interview with George Stephanopoulos on ABC News, and surprise, surprise, he's changing his tune and says he's open to it. I don't know who the full field's going to be yet, and and there might be a no-labels candidate um, who I might look at. But no-labels is going to drain more from Joe Biden than Donald Trump, isn't it? I think it depends on who they nominate. I think it depends on who they nominate. If they nominate a strong Republican, um, it might not be the case. If they asked you? They have not asked me, no. But if they did? Oh, I don't know. There'd be a, be a long conversation between me and Mary Pat. I can guarantee you that. Um, but but you're, you're, you haven't closed the door to it. Well, what I've said in the past is that I'd have to see a path for anybody, not just me, but I think anybody who would accept that would need to see a path to 270. Now, admittedly, that was far from an enthusiastic desire to be the No Labels candidate. But I think it's because No Labels knows that Chris Christie's support is microscopic. If No Labels wanted Chris Christie to be the candidate and he had one more opportunity to stay relevant this election cycle, you better believe he would take it. And to me, this tells you everything you need to know about Chris Christie. He will change his principles on a dime and for a dime. I still believe that by the end of this election, he'll be enthusiastically backing Donald Trump. He'll have some crazy reason for it, but he'll be there. Beam me up! To be continued. 